You are listening to the African Campfire Stories podcast. Welcome. The African Campfire Stories podcast is a podcast program that is dedicated to the telling of African history stories and events. At the African Campfire Stories podcast, we strive for quality programming. But to bring African history stories to you, we have to wade through dozens of facts, names of people and names of places. Therefore, should you pick up anything we might get wrong, please leave us a comment on our website, www.africancampfirestories.com. You can also leave a comment on our social media pages. On Twitter, African Campfire Stories. On Facebook, African Campfire Stories. On Instagram, African Campfire Stories. Your contribution will help us keep us honest and it will go a long way in making this podcast a success. Also, to create this podcast, we use source materials from historians, academics, and other writers. We therefore would like to take this opportunity to thank all the men and women who write about African history. Their work allows this podcast to exist. Without any further ado, here is episode 4, Cold War Pawns, The Birth of Fear. This episode will continue to provide further background on the Cold War. Please check out our previous two episodes, Episode 2 and Episode 3, so that you'll be able to keep up with the story. Cold War Pawns is a series, and each episode adds more detail to the story. Each episode helps to propel the story forward. We have already stated in the previous episode that the Cold War was a conflict between the USA and the USSR. Why was it fought? When was it fought? Over what was it fought? And more pertinent to this podcast, why was Africa involved in this conflict? It's usually a challenge to explain when any war actually started. It's especially so with the Cold War because the two combatants in that war never directly exchanged bullets. Many historians regard the Cold War as having started within the first few years after the end of the Second World War and ended with the collapse of the USSR towards the end of 1991. But it is important to note that the strenuous relationship between the USA and the USSR goes back to the inception of the USSR in 1917. In 1917, the Communist Party took power in the former Russian Empire, also widely known as the Bolshevik Party. The Communist Party transformed the Russian state drastically. Under the leadership of Vladimir Lenin and other communist luminaries like Lev Trotsky, the country was soon renamed into the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. The new leaders of Russia were what could be regarded as extremists in modern times. As soon as they took over the Russian government, they promptly began preaching world revolution against all capitalist countries, whom they regarded as exploiters of workers everywhere. But not everyone in Russia was excited about the communist revolution. Soon after taking power, the communist party faced internal resistance from many groups that opposed their takeover of power. By 1919, the internal resistance led to a civil war within the USSR. Many outside capitalist countries also involved themselves 
in the civil war on the side opposing the communists. The USA was one of those countries. The communists won that civil war, but they never forgot that at their time of vulnerability, the likes of the USA were trying to put them out of power. Meanwhile, in the USA, the takeover of the former Russian Empire by extremist revolutionaries caused the communism scare. This fear was not based on pure paranoia. The new communist ideology was gaining favor amongst many people across the world, especially the lower classes. This fear is known to American historians as the First Red Scare. It lasted from 1917 to 1922. One historian has described the First Red Scare as a nationwide anti-radical hysteria provoked by a mounting fear and anxiety that a Bolshevik, that is communist, revolution in America was imminent. A revolution that would change the American way of life. The exaggerated coverage by American newspapers of this event did not help to calm nerves. The Cold War period, which was to come later, engendered much fear in the USA. This fear of communism had first shown its face during the time of the Red Scare. It set the tone of USA and USSR relations for a long time to come. It would not be much of an exaggeration to state that that stain on the relationship between these two countries has not been completely rubbed off. This even after the demise of communist USSR in 1991 and its replacement by the Russian Federation on the geopolitical scene. It partially explains why during the 2016 American presidential election and after, the allegations that Russia colluded with the campaign of Donald Trump was such a big deal in American public discourse. However, back in 1922, relations between the two countries started to get better. The first Red Scare abated and then was some diplomatic and economic collaboration between the two countries. Though the USA still refused to officially recognize the USSR as a state, it took the advent of US President Franklin Roosevelt in 1933 for things to change. His administration recognized the USSR and opened some level of diplomatic contact between the two countries. Things were not completely kosher. The agreements that the USA had obtained from the USSR as the condition for the recognition, that is the payment by the USSR of bills incurred by the Russian Empire before the formation of the USSR, were not fully paid. There had also been an understanding reached for the USSR to stop spying on USA soil. That agreement wasn't fully kept. But strange things happen in life. In June 1941, Adolf Hitler invaded the USSR. This deed by Hitler's Germany changed the completion of international relations in a big way. Not in the least because by that time Germany controlled much of Europe and had been at war with Britain since 1939. President Roosevelt had already been helping Britain in their war against Hitler. So when Hitler attacked the USSR, it made sense that the USA would extend that help to the USSR too. Another deed of Hitler's changed things again. 
On the 7th of December 1941, the Empire of Japan attacked the USA at Pearl Harbor. Hitler, who by this time hated the USA and its president, declared war on America four days later. This now meant that the USSR and the USA were fighting on the same side against Germany. Only Hitler could have brought them together. So, during the Second World War, there had happened something that few observers at the time could have thought possible. Capitalist USA and Communist USSR became friends. Old habits die hard. The relationship between these two countries during the Second World War was never smooth. There was mutual distrust and paranoia. The USSR leader, Joseph Stalin, was convinced that the USA and Britain would betray his country and make a separate peace deal with Germany, thus leaving him to face Hitler alone. He was so convinced that his Western allies, that is the USA and Britain, were taking too long to invade the continent of Europe because they wanted him and Hitler to fight each other to exhaustion. <laughs> the USSR did not have a monopoly on paranoia. The Western allies were also very suspicious of Stalin, especially British leader Winston Churchill. Throughout the 1930s, Churchill had been an unofficial leader and self-appointed spokesperson of the British government cabal that distrusted communism. Back during the USSR civil war in 1919, Britain had also sent a military contingent to fight on the side of the forces that were against the communists. At that time, Joseph Stalin was already in the leadership cadre of the USSR government. This meant that during World War II, the USA and Britain were allies with a country they had tried to destroy only less than two decades earlier. Stalin had never forgotten the Civil War intervention, so much so that in the conferences that he held with Churchill during World War II, he would bring up the intervention. Of course, Churchill said that the past was forgotten. In June 1941, when Hitler first attacked the USSR, Churchill had rushed to show support for the USSR. Even going as far as making a speech in the British lower house of parliament that had these choice words. If Hitler were to invade hell, I would at least say a good word about the devil. But Churchill would be the life and the driver of caution when it came to the USSR during World War II. In the later stages of the war, when the Allies began to push Hitler's armies back into Germany, Churchill's concern about Stalin was that the latter would conquer Eastern and Central Europe and probably never let it go. This fear wasn't limited to Churchill. Some in the US government shared Churchill's concerns. All this talk about Churchill, the leader of Britain, might make some wonder whether we are straying away from the main story of the Cold War. The Cold War was between the USA and the USSR, but that is simplifying things too much. After the Second World War ended in 1945 and the Cold War started going for real, it was the USA and her allies and the USSR and her allies that faced each other on opposing sides. The USA's closest ally was Britain. Though Britain lost its position as a superpower during the war, she was still an important ally and her influence still counted for something. 
Also, the larger-than-life personality of Winston Churchill could not be ignored. His influence on the direction of the tensions that eventually spilled over into the Cold War is significant. Many in the U.S. government thought that Churchill's negative view of the USSR is how their own president should have felt about the USSR as well. And the people who felt this way about the USSR and its leader were proven right. Stalin had no intention of longer-term cooperation with the West. Without Stalin at the helm, it is possible that the USA and the USSR could have been relatively friendly after World War II. This is the end of today's episode of the African Campfire Stories podcast. Our next episode will cover the Second World War, but we are mainly concerned about the things from the war that contributed to the Cold War. The countries that were allied against Germany created agreements during the war, and it is these agreements that will set the foundations of the Cold War. Once Hitler was gone, the Allies will lose the glue that bound them together during the war. For latest updates and notices and announcements, remember to follow the African Campfire Stories podcast on Twitter, African Campfire Stories, Facebook, African Campfire Stories, and visit our website at www.africancampfirestories.com. Stay tuned. See you next time.